Hello and welcome to Alan and Gary's Two Bearded Men podcast with me, Alan. And me, Gary. The format of this podcast is we both go away, find a subject that uh, takes our fancy, do very, very little research, bring some cut and pasted notes. Well, Gary doesn't actually, he's a swat, he actually writes his down. It's on a way I remember. And no. then, I, then I forget. Then you forget. That's why I don't even bother. <laughs> Sometimes, if I tried to remember, I wouldn't remember. Anyway, that's what we do. We go away and do that. We each have our own research. We're researching, and then we'll bring it to the table for discussion. So, without further ado, over to Gary. Thank you very much. And this time, my subject is on uh, volcano forecasts by AI. Why is it so? 16k no oh it's volcano <laughs> it's my eyes <laughs> that honestly honestly looks to me like it says 16 it does a bit it says yeah. 16k no <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll digress <laughs> yeah so um artificial intelligence artificial intelligence they're trying to use it in all kinds of things at the moment aren't they yeah as long as the ai doesn't start the volcanoes going off and kills everybody yeah it probably thinks oh yeah, and then swatch the that comes out of it yeah. <laughs> yeah well we've seen the films you know anything's possible so apparently there's about 800 million people who live near volcanoes um and there's around 1500 active volcanoes worldwide so um so these 18, 800 million people will all benefit from this system that they are trying to put into place or, or they have put into place. So they decided to get an AI, have put an AI together. Oh, how do you put an AI? They you build basically an AI. teach it, don't you? You've got um, a machine that builds its own neural networks, I believe, and then it goes away and it learns. Yeah. So they decided... It's way beyond me, but when we get quantum computing, AI will kick off. Well, the reason for this is is just the way they actually try to monitor these volcanoes, and the only there's six percent of these erupt every year, and less than half of them have sensors. So, no, okay. as you can imagine, that's not very many at all. No, it isn't actually. It's about. I, I take know. it they just put sensors near the ones near. The ones that they think Villages are active. And towns. So ones that they've been dormant for ages, uh, they don't even bother. Oh, there's that very few. That's got, yeah, so there's some yeah. that's just recently. Right. They never rebuilt Pompeii, so yeah. that, that'll be all right. <laughs> Which do, you know, at some point, these volcanoes have got to erupt or will erupt or maybe will erupt. And you're not going to know about it soon enough or be able to evacuate everybody in time to try and clear... Uh, I'll make sure there's at least a amount of... It's not the volcanoes you need to worry about, it's the big asteroids. Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, they decided that they needed a better system to do this, so they put together a series of satellites that constantly take uh, images, and they'll compare one image against the other, and they'll look at, of course, heat signatures and temperature rising and all sorts of other data. Yeah. Um, to determine if we've got a problem on their hands. But the problem with taking so much data all the time is who's going to go through it all? You've got a lot of data to go through, yeah. Yeah, so they had to build an AI which they called Mounts. Cobots, huh? Mounts. 
Is it's, that an acronym? It, well, sort of, yeah. Monitoring Unrest from Space. Oh. Yeah. That's fair enough. It's one wave. <laughs> so, you know, that's what they called it. Um, it's already been helping to identify potential risks, apparently. So um, I don't know much more about it if they've managed to... or. Have they acted upon the information so far and evacuated places? Uh, my research really didn't go that far. No, they haven't because they don't know when the volcanoes are going to go. It's like earthquakes. You don't you, you don't know when they're going to have an earthquake, do you? So they don't actually know. Uh, I, I presume this system that they've got is probably too new to sort of really give. Yeah, it needs accurate. to learn. It needs yeah. to learn, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, I'm all for that type of stuff. Uh, if it saves lives and stuff, life and. Is it, see, I sort of looked at this stuff. and I thought, does it re- is it really an AI that needs to do this? Can, you know, it's just simple mathematics, oh, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's getting hotter. We better evacuate people. Uh, it might not be as easy as that. Well, well obviously, it isn't as easy as no. that. Well, Otherwise, I, <laughs> I don't actually remember ever anybody saying a volcano is about to erupt. I only ever remember people saying a volcano has erupted. Yeah. So, they don't know, do they? No. They really don't know. And we haven't had one go up for a while. I think the last one was in Iceland, wasn't it? And it, that we all, that flying, all all that ash. What, yeah, all planes flies, got and, grounded yeah. and yeah, and everything else. And it certainly makes a lot of... Affected the weather. A lot of, yeah, definitely affected the weather. It's not stopped raining since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's... Um... A system that they've now got, and I suppose there's X amount of time before it actually learns all the predictability of volcanoes becomes uh, to a certain percentage that they can say, yes, we evacuate, because at the moment they obviously can't, as you say, yeah, take yeah. time before they can get to that uh, point. But hey, they at least they've got something now which can do that kind of learning and can analyse that data. And they'll have to make a call, won't they? Yeah, an early warning system, yeah. wonder how much early warnings they'll get. Well, time will tell, won't Time will tell on the next eruption. They'll certainly have more than they got now. (laughs) Okay, well, that's that's it, really. That is your subject for this podcast. My subject for this podcast is autopilot security. Oh. Yeah, this caught my eye. Uh, this was basically the US Department of Homeland Security have warned this week. I'm not sure if it's this week because I forgot to go to the bottom of the page and find out what date it, the article <laughs> was. So at some week, uh, that some automatic aircraft control systems are vulnerable to attack by hackers. I can imagine, yeah. yeah. Uh, the result would be... The, uh, the result would be that someone on the ground could interfere with the autopilot. The worst case scenario, taking full control of the plane. So, and this is a alert for small planes rather than the big passenger airlines. But concerns, but the concern is that the aircraft could be turned into a flying weapon. Well, they've oh, got nine eleven again. Yeah, well, that's it. And they won't have to. Somebody will have to go on a course to learn how to fly a plane. Even though they don't have to learn how to land. <laughs> yeah, I can skip that class. Yeah, I can skip that class. Can yeah. skip the whole class. Um, yeah. But, you know, it also works for automatic uh, airstrikes. I would imagine better take control of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Hijacking and, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say what you mean. Automatic airstrikes. I thought 
uh, strikes. So what went through my mind? The pilot said, "I've had enough of going on strike. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not landing this plane, and I'm sitting in the back." <laughs> Well, that would be. I think that would work, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's it. I'm not landing, and it can run out of petrol. Yeah. Ball, like yeah. you must have seen the expression on me first. When I thought, strike it, <laughs> what do you union allow that? <laughs> I want ten percent. I want more than ten percent. Well, get it. I'm not landing this plane. <laughs> okay, we'll give you your ten percent after you've landed. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, security consultants have actually previously managed to hack into the onboard computer of a Boeing 757. Oh. Now, that's not good news for Boeing. I'm glad they used the Boeing, though, because, you know, the actual thing's been... Boeing's <laughs> computer systems have been completely upgraded at the moment. Mm, yeah. uh, and they reckon that as more automatic systems are introduced in aviation and beyond, these alerts are likely to become more commonplace. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a threat, isn't it? I it know. is, and it's always got to be taken seriously. And I'm pretty sure that somebody somebody will have tried to do it now. And I think I've seen uh, programs where people have actually said they've been on the aircraft and they've hacked into the systems on the aircraft itself. Obviously, to what end I don't know. What they can actually physically do when they've hacked into the system. Uh, I'm assuming they can take complete control of the aircraft, or you know. So what? It makes me think. I wonder, you know, what systems they actually use. You know, they've got to use some kind of controlling software. I would imagine. Yeah, and they've, so, they've got to get onto the network, haven't they? So this must be something which is written especially. It's not like they use Windows or something. Um, not be Linux. <laughs> Linux. Or Android. Or iOS. <laughs> but, you know, some, something. Yeah. Different. So whoever hacks in has got to be specialists. So they, they have to go way out of the way to, you know, this is serious. Well, to do, don't they? I think uh, people have got the money to get the idea. Okay, we'll take over these planes now, hijacking. Give us whatever or we'll crash that plane now. And not only that, you don't actually have to physically hijack the plane. You can hijack the plane from wherever you can get a Wi-Fi signal. Presumably. Yeah. Uh, if you're behind all the firewalls, well, I'm damn so easy to get your, get your money with less risk. Maybe uh, these people who are... This must be specialised. There must be only a handful of people who could actually do that kind of thing. So maybe that kind of knowledge could be hand, like handguns. You've got to have a licence to have a handgun registered. Anybody who's got that knowledge to hack in. Yeah, true. But then there's always Wikipedia. Somebody will uh, link yeah, it there's always a yeah, probably leaks. Yeah, <laughs> somebody will give it away. Yeah, and if somebody's determined, they'll do it, won't they? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's a it's a thought. It's a threat. Obviously, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it, but I'd be doing it for money if it was. You know, and it'd be a first one. Do everybody <laughs> a favour, couldn't you? They'd be like, no, it's okay, we don't like anybody in that plane. You can do what you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's like, the, like the BBC News. A plane has crashed, but there were no Britons on board, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 75 dead, none of them British. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was my subject for this week. So with that, that's the end of the podcast. So it's a goodbye from me, Alan. And a goodbye from me, Gary. Bye. Bye.